What is up, everybody? It's Caleb and Tony coming right back at you again on a beautiful Friday morning here. What's up, Tony? Nothing much, buddy. Just uh, soaking in the sun rays, enjoying this 20-plus degree weather. You so know, we're awesome. uh, oh, it's it's gorgeous, man. It's gorgeous. It, <laughs> but yeah, so man, we're we're, we're good. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hyped to talk. Hyped to talk last. Oh my god, hyped to talk last dance. Yeah, today's. We're gonna be giving a nice little nice little summary on it. And before we dive into it, um, just as we're recording this, we got news that Jerry Sloan has passed away. Uh, so rest in peace to a legend. Yeah, um, fitting that we were doing the last the last dance podcast too. Yeah, he was in those last couple episodes. As we were doing this, we got news. Um, So, yeah, rest in peace. And hopefully uh, we're thinking of his family and everyone, family and friends at this time. And uh, the NBA and NBA fans are are there behind you. Well said, Caleb. But uh, moving on, we're just going to be kind of talking everything last dance, just kind of giving a summary, like, Epi by epi, kind of what we thought, like some of the cool moments we thought were some of the underrated moments, some documentaries we think would be cool, some you should watch if you haven't already, just that kind of shit, you know? Yeah, the whole, uh, I guess, the whole nine years. Last Dance kind of sparked that whole sports docuseries wave. It's, we've been seeing so many people coming out with it. I think, what, like, just saw yesterday a Tom Brady one. Uh, and then I saw a Chris Paul one come out of the woodworks that I've never heard of before. So it's like all these ones are popping up out of nowhere now. But yeah, exactly. anyway, how did you feel about it? Like just overall? Overall? Yeah. I liked it, man. It I, I would I would be intrigued to watch a documentary that wasn't done by MJ's team. Because like he was involved in what was shown and what wasn't shown. And I just think that like, as dope as, as The Last Dance was, like, I, I loved it. But I just think it would be cool to get, like, a completely objective perspective on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you only saw what was wanted to be seen. Exactly, and all exactly. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I just I think, I think that, especially because, like, 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 um, was it uh, Pippin that said he hated how he was portrayed in the doc? Or was it Rodman? I think it was Rodman, right? He came out and said, like, I fucking hated how I was portrayed in this doc, basically. Because, I mean, um, he wasn't portrayed oh, there great. There was a few players that honestly yeah. came out. And we're yeah, talking about oh, that. yeah, yeah. Isaiah uh, Thomas Isaiah had no Thomas idea. Was, yeah, exactly. Uh, Horace Grant as well. And then hearing all that stuff about, you know, how Mike treated him after he played, like, trash or whatever. And not feeding him and stuff like that. That was savage. But, uh, yeah, honestly, I thought it was pretty sweet. But it was just weird to see, I don't know, like, how much it just revolved around one person. You know, it's like, take Michael out of the picture. What would have happened in those years? Yeah, no. And then, um, I don't know, but it's really cool to see, you know, how sports were back then. You know, how nonchalantly it was kind of taken uh, in some perspectives, I mean, you don't see players' preparation as crazy as it is today back then. Like, guys were smoking and whatnot in the room or, or just chilling. And, like, it, and cigars, like they weren't bro. working out that much. It was just such a different era of sports. And it's crazy to see 
no social media. Yeah, exactly. And that was a huge debate too over, um, I think they talked about how Michael was able to become uh, such a global icon without all that social media and whatnot as well. Oh yeah. He would, he would be straight up not, I mean, not to say his career would be the same, but if social media was around, I think his reputation would be a hell of a lot different. Oh, because some of those, some of those stories where he's up to like fucking 5am in casinos, then like the night before, like, a game or some shit like that. I don't know. I I just feel like in today's time, a player would get torn apart, but you never know. Yeah. It's tough, every to say. T- it's tough to say. Like, it just, it just got so, like, gave me such a huge vibe with just how much fun Michael Jordan had throughout his career, if that makes sense. Like, every time you saw him, it was oh, almost like he was just a up. little kid, you, you know? It's, this guy was the coolest motherfucker. He's just a little kid playing basketball every day until too he was much high, swag, right? bro. Yeah, and some like the fits were just <laughs> love it. Like those boot cut jeans, man. Oh, oh I God. know. Classic. Or that uh, what Classic. was that? That jamming scene. Yeah, yeah, that, that jamming. Like yeah, a, yeah. A crazy collage of colors in that hat. <laughs> yeah, his license plate game is on another level too. Oh yeah. You could just see there at the dock, he'd have like all of his different whips with just sick ass license plate like Air Jordan or uh like Air MJ and then he'd have yeah. like like Jordans and like just so many variations. But honestly, my favorite quote though the whole time was the whole dock. Without a doubt, don't ever talk trash to Black Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> what a legendary goddamn quote that is. Yeah, from uh that was Reggie Miller. <laughs> like I just I mean like to think that I don't know I don't know I just I know there was it. a like a lot of that doc I guess it was funny I, I saw um, like another party talking about this as well but they're just saying a lot of it felt as if it just portrayed Mike getting pissed off in a game and then every reason not to piss him off and it would just repeat that kind of thing so in a different series some players said something to him that pissed him off and that just sparked some flame in him so it was like it was just a reoccurring event it was funny yeah no it, it's uh it's crazy to see like just how how basketball was played back in the day like as well like it was just like as a basketball fan, it was just kind of cool to see. Like, obviously, like you can watch YouTube replays and shit, but um, I don't know. I just thought it was cool that they had that fo- like that footage they've been sitting on for that long, and the fact that they had this doc ready to drop. I don't know mm-hmm. if it like like it, 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 like just especially in the quarantine too. With with it felt like everybody watching. It just kind of felt like the only big event. Well, it was really. strange. I think it was back. It was right before this all, like, the whole quarantine kind of really took into effect and everything happened the way it did. But I remember LeBron put out on social media saying that he needed a Jordan or, like, a last dance, something along those lines. And then it was, like, announced within the next couple weeks as well. So, yeah, definitely the quarantine had a part to play in that. But I think there was a lot of influence from other people just wanting to see it as well. So who knows the whole motivation behind it? Because that was kind of just random. Yeah, like 
what what was one of your favorite moments of the, of the doc like as a whole that, like that was just one of my favorite quotes that it wasn't i just thought i just thought you got to be some next level i don't know I was, confidence to say see, that I, shit I, I, I was like looking at the I respected thing. it i think it was in episode one where uh and see well it was a bad boy song came on and it was just like this moment in the like in the last yeah, dance where yeah, it like yeah. transitioned and it showed Michael just like it was like a just a collage of him winning each championship yeah. and him celebrating. And I don't know, like the feeling it gave me, I just got like chills because it, no, bro, it, get, you know it, it gets mean? you so friggin' hype. Like, and that you're was before just... like the whole se- series even like unraveled. That was only episode yeah. one, but like, still, no, that, that was intro, like, it was, was like it was oh, an unreal intro, yeah, yeah. But that was by far one of my favorite moments. MJ was so he must have been the coolest guy in North Carolina, man. Like that guy must have just I don't know, collected. Let's yeah, say. he like I don't know. Just the way to excel at like athletics. And it's it, you just come out of nowhere, you know? Like what was yeah. it? You got cut in high school and all that. Yeah, and that and and I wish that they uh I mean, the thing, I guess, I guess that's the thing is like they could have, they could have made twenty episodes. About yeah, no, I, I was MJ. just about to say went into that more. Yeah, like, I know because yeah. I th- like that episode one was honestly one of my favorites because I just love that story. Like in, in growing up and like, and his ends in North Carolina days, like, fuck, man, that was cool to see, bro. Like it oh, was yeah. just. I also loved um, another good moment too, like. Before this whole series started, I really didn't have a huge understanding of that whole Bulls dynasty, especially like management and whatnot with Phil Jackson being the coach, yeah. uh, the situation like Jerry Krause and whatnot. But um, I love like one of the best moments for me. I, I forget what episode it was. Yeah. Episode four, where uh, they introduced Phil Jackson. I love that episode because then I, I didn't realize, you know, his how dominant he was in the NBA as well. You know, I, I was searching up how many rings he actually had. I think it was like 13 or something crazy just from all the wins as a player and then transitioning to a coach being with the Bulls and winning with the Lakers as well. So I don't know. That just opened my eyes up to that and, and his uprising. That was sweet. But that was one of my favorite moments as well. That's oh, one that – I I was just saying the Father's Day win was pretty cool, yeah. man. That was that was like yeah. I don't know. There are so many moments. Like there there really were like yeah. It was there almost so many. Yeah, like just so cool. Like just it was almost it's, like it's, it's amazing, almost indescribable, man. Yeah, like just to see this footage moment that could have happened almost happened to Michael Jordan. Like it was almost as if it was just a storybook ending kind of thing. That's why his career can be looked back upon. It's like he did so many amazing things and, and so many like dire situations where he yeah, was needed the I most res- and he always res- came through. So it's he did it's always crazy. come. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And I hate the, I mean, like I respect the fact that he went and played baseball, bro, because like like straight up, like fuck what anyone's saying yo if he wants to play baseball he wants to play baseball you know and he the fact that he transitioned to another sport in the prime of his career and, and he and he actually did and, good in the in the in the minors as well yeah like, like i mean people numbers. tore apart his numbers like i wouldn't say like he was unreal no, i think it was like, his first year he had a, like a decent amount of rbis and whatnot 
uh, but hits as well. I think he had a good amount of homers. But yeah, there was definitely a lot of backlash and hate. Like his like his average, he hit long. like two twenty or some shit. Yeah, like, he wasn't a great, but it's regardless the fact that you can, um, you can friggin' yeah, he had three home runs. Uh, 88 hits, 17 doubles, 30 stolen bases. See, quick, quick guy. <laughs> oh yeah, quick guy. Two, two hundred two batting average, two sixty six slugging. But um, the fact that you can transition to another sport at thirty one, like, I think what I really, don't know. Well, yeah, no one, not, no one else is. No one else can go. Like, I feel like people don't understand how hard it is to hit two hundred two on a on professional pitching, like. Yeah, like, that's the thing that that like got to him, right? Like, like uh, starting at thirty one, like two hundred two, like yeah, like that's the thing is he he hadn't played baseball the last yeah. ten years of his life, twenty and years then, of his life, like he had, like to come in and hit two hundred two is yeah. like if you give him a couple years, holy shit, exactly. And there's no reason like, to think, yeah, exactly, throwing breaking balls, curveballs, all those since they were like fourteen years old. There's no reason to think that this guy can't friggin' like, and especially MJ, bro. Like, if MJ, like, it's MJ. Like, we know enough about MJ to know that this, whatever this guy's gonna do, he's gonna excel at. Oh, like, he said himself, he doesn't have a gambling problem, he has a competitive problem. So, (laughs) he's not just gonna just sip, like, be like, oh, yeah, I'm good with two. Like, you know, for a fact, like, obviously, he didn't continue on, but it, like, if he had played baseball, like I don't know. I just feel like people say rip apart his baseball career, but when you when you look at it as a whole, yeah, the numbers weren't great. But to come in after not playing baseball for however many years since you were like young, hit two hundred two is pretty damn impressive. Mm-hmm. I don't even and then they come back success. after that, after developing a different athletic body. That's what they were saying, and just had to adjust back to basketball and still dominate. Too in his return, yeah, man. Yeah, that it's, was crazy. It's, it's fucked. Like this guy is just so talented, dude. Like it's it, like it's it just it like this doc kind of for me. I mean, obviously MJ was going to be kind of the goat no matter what, but like I think the reason MJ is the goat over LeBron is because of the fact that like. His, when you look at his story and like the like like I don't think LeBron has that same competitive drive that like like MJ instead of MJ trained and and whipped his ass into shape to beat the Bad Boy Pistons and LeBron when I mean I'm not trying to hit LeBron but like he kind of left yeah see. <laughs> I don't know. When I think about it, I I'm kind of opposed to what you're saying because I think more players in the NBA have that drive that Michael Jordan portrayed. Like more players nowadays are fueled or pissed off a lot when they're playing or play a lot with a, like with a lot more emotion and passion. If that makes sense. Oh yeah. But that's yeah. just how no, I kind of see it. No, it's definitely the the ball is way more way way more competitive now like but that's also why it like it's hard to compare yeah yeah i just think it's because you know mj was like a a pioneer in that 
Yeah, I and, know. And MJ was playing against fifth grade school school teachers, man. They were exactly they were, and, and they were the leaving reason, English class and then coming at the arena. Yeah. For and the reason for a lot of this, these players' actions nowadays in the NBA is because of what they saw growing up in Michael Jordan. You know, so you, 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 you always have to give him to that for being just the pioneer of, of one of the greatest. You know, and, and, and then more came and, after that. I think that, like, MJ and Kobe are, like, similar in the fact, like, more similar than LeBron and Kobe in the fact that, like, like when you look at their careers, like, Kobe was not, I mean, obviously there's some shit that happened, but he, regardless, he stayed on the Lakers his whole career, dedicated mm-hmm. to the Lakers, and, like, just had the mentality, like, I'm going to beat you. Yeah. Like, I don't I give a shit. I honestly think Kobe I'm going to beat you. Is more intimidating than Michael Jordan. I'm not saying. Whoa, that's so, a take. Yeah, something <laughs> that's a like take not in a right bad there. way. I'm just saying, like, just spark Damn. more fear. Like when I see pictures of Kobe going off on his teammates in practice, or the things he'd say in games and the trash talk, he just seems like such a savage. Whereas, like, yeah, I see Michael yeah, Jordan, no, I, I see that as well. But I see I, like a, a way more comedic and like fun side to Michael Jordan. No disrespect you were... to the late Kobe Bryant because I see that and he's an amazing person, but I'm just kind of comparing those two there. I thought so you were saying like in their basketball style, like in, like on the court. And I was, but, oh no, I see that very similar. Yeah, yeah. I just think that like, well, the thing about MJ is like he never asked any teammates to do anything he wouldn't do himself. Where I feel like Kobe had some high expectations of others, like yeah, like. like like, Kobe would, I don't know. Like, I feel like MJ understood people's abilities and talents and, and shit like that, where Kobe would be, like, getting pissed off that his teammates couldn't necessarily do. But meanwhile, he's playing with Joe Schmo and, <laughs> and like, you know, just a bunch of waiver wire players, like, some some free, a uh, couple free, like, I don't know. The Lakers, especially in his late years, like, he, he didn't really have great squads with him. He's playing with, Paul Gasol, D, uh, D'Angelo Russell, like I mean, obviously, yeah. Oh, and, D. And Russ is leaders, yeah. Ice in ice in his veins. Shout out D, uh, D'Angelo Russell, but um, I just <laughs> like he was he's not he wasn't the player he is today when he was on the Lakers. He had like he was playing with Jordan Clarkson, like Larry Nance, like I don't know, it wasn't it yeah. wasn't a a great great squad he had around him, but. I kind of, I kind of, we think we kind of got tra- lost track off here, but <laughs> that's, oh, that's what happens. Good, that one, yeah. That's what happens. I just, we, we had it. Yeah. I just, man. I, what did you... It was just cool how, like, did you see that moment? I mean, obviously you saw it, but that moment where Kobe was calling Jordan his big bro, like that hit so hard, like, especially yeah. considering Kobe, like Kobe's past respect. Obviously, um, Kobe. I think people, I, like expected a lot more Kobe footage, but then they like, I don't know. I think it was all filmed without the expectations yeah. of what happened. Yeah, obviously. So it feels like Kobe passed away like years ago, man. Yeah, it was it good to, ha- to like... see that. You know, hopefully, hopefully the Mamba's Mamba family, yeah, doing all right. Shout them out, Vanessa and the kids. Exactly. No, I haven't, haven't gained a good person, so 
you just got to look forward and hope for the best with all that and their family. But anyway, going back to the last dance, I wanted to ask you, um, how did you feel with like the way they portrayed like all the, uh, like the playoff series or the games that the Bulls had to play and whatnot like that? How did you like that aspect of the last dance? Wait, sorry. Can you repeat? I'm just. I'm getting attacked in here. There's a bug flying around me. Yeah. Like, how did you like the actual gameplay footage when it came down to? Oh, I you, fucking you, you, it, you know, the Bulls playing Utah. The Bulls playing. Um, I love seeing that fast. It? Like it's, it's it's crazy to see how fast Cleveland. basketball's evolved, man. It's not like, it's just it's it's and like how rare like no one was really shooting threes that often like yeah it was watched... more when you when you need a three you go for a three mm-hmm. you know not like a a three is a better shot which is the mentality today but I think I... like I hate when people hate on MJ saying like he shot this percentage from three like he didn't shoot threes that often so and he didn't he didn't. No, that wasn't need to shoot threes that often, but if that's you know for a fact, if that if the league was going that way, he would learn that shit. Like just knowing his competitive nature, I feel like people don't take that into into account. Knowing exactly the fact that this guy is gonna not stop until he's the best. Yeah, it's like like why would he shoot threes if he knows he's gonna get that bucket every time? If yeah, he can he just get exactly, it, and that's exactly and like that's the style of basketball it was. Like, yeah, and then you look like, at Steph if, Curry. It's like why is he gonna try and drive? Lane when he knows he can just shoot from anywhere outside that like why would MJ just pull up for three when no one else is doing that shit like it doesn't make sense at that time yeah bug is big as shit (laughs) it was funny you're saying that too because um I think it was last week I was just I I turned the tv on I was watching Sportsnet and they were they were playing an old game NBA game I think it was the self the Celtics versus Buffalo Oh, I forget Buffalo's team name. But anyway, I think it was 76, and th- there was no three-point line. And just the game was played so differently. I mean, there was some crazy athleticism and, and, and a lot of skilled players. But it's just all that all-round skill, you know, being able to shoot from anywhere or, you know, drive the lane. It, it just wasn't really there. It was such a team-based, you know, make sure you get the pass off kind of sport and just get open kind of thing and then drive the lane or, or, or get as close to the basket as possible before you make a bucket, but like no dunks, nothing really of that nature. And then within 10 years come 84, when like Jordan gets drafted, like the league is so, so different, you know, it's already yeah. starting to play a lot more as if, or like how it's being played today and a lot more, I guess you can say individual talent coming out. You know, guys who are even more athletic, who can dunk, shoot, you know, make crazy passes. So I think that era kind of just started then as well. Man, I forgot that uh, Buffalo had a, a NBA team at one point. Buffalo Braves. That's a, that, that's what it was. Yeah, now I remember. Yeah, now they're the Clippers. Yeah, that's that's what it was, and that's why the Clippers have the throwback jersey with the Braves. Yeah. That those are sweet jerseys. Those, yeah, those jerseys are dope for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they went to it was San Diego Clippers from '78 to '84, yeah. and then uh, lost the LA Clippers from '84 to present. There you go, and the rest is history. Rest is history. Yeah, so that franchise has never won. 
because I don't think Buffalo has ever won a championship. And that's when the Celtics were like, you know, the cream of the crop. I, I can't yeah, even they, count how many they rings never, they won. Uh, that's oh, why they count Bob, rings Bob, outside Bob, of that Moses era. <laughs> Moses Malone played on them. I didn't know I played on that team. I didn't realize. On Buffalo? Um, yeah. And Robert McAdoo. McAdoo, yeah. Um, but, uh, no, they, uh, they have yet to win. And, like, the game I was watching, huge fan base, too. So, I don't know too much about the move and whatnot, but. It's pretty nuts that they have never won a uh, chip, and they've been in the league for that long. Yeah. What's well, crazy. The Leafs haven't won since, what, 67? <laughs> I want my chips with a dip. <laughs> Anyways, Bring me we, them dips. I think we should move on to uh, talking about some documentaries announced coming soon. Yeah, one, I think more, have one, been more, sparked... one more thing about about that uh, about Last Dance. Hit me. Flu game. Yeah. That was <laughs> that was sweet. Five guys, five, four I... or five guys show up delivering pizza. I knew something was. I felt something <laughs> was wrong, but he ate it anyway. It's like what? See, I have a take on this with the whole being sick and playing and and all that. I guarantee thousands of players have played, you know, in worse conditions or sick, you know, and that's across every sport or oh, injured. Yeah. And, and you know, they don't get a whole story based upon it and they play <laughs> well. And, you know, this because this happens all the time, you know, I, I don't know. When I think about it, I just think because it was MJ, you know. And then when I actually saw the footage from the game that they brought into the last dance, and it's like, okay, these commentators and the media, they're hyping the sickness up, like, completely. And it's almost like, you know, they expect Michael Jordan to be amazing, even though he's sick. So it's – I don't know how to describe it, but I, I, I just feel like it happens a lot. And it was kind of maybe blown out. A proportion, but regardless, still, still amazing to see a player overcome. Well, that. it's pretty nut. Like, man, his stat line was thirty-eight points, yeah, seven rebounds, exactly. five assists, three steals, and a block, and a three-pointer. But obviously, ah, you, ah three-pointer, one. He, he definitely had some energy. Dolo, Dolo. He was feeling at least decent if he's able to drop that. And then it comes out that it's just food poisoning well, the, and whatnot. I yeah, personally, I feel like this guy is probably hungover. But I and then know. I just saw too the guy, they actually tracked the guy who made that pizza in the '90s in Utah for Michael Jordan, and he said he made the pizza perfectly. So who knows what happened? Yeah, maybe he was lactose. <laughs> maybe, the cheese yeah. Is maybe the yeah, maybe the cheese is bad or some shit. Yeah, you know? I don't know. Like you never know, but. It was and it was two o'clock in the morning, so like I just find it funny. I feel like now you know, if a player wants food at that time or or whatever, it it's such a different scenario. They're getting high quality food delivered, man. Yeah. High quality food. Whatever the hell they want, really. Back then, Michael Jordan, like like the greatest athlete in the world, is you know, eating pizza before a huge playoff game 
and he's Mucking smoking cigars and playing cards, <laughs> staying up till four in the morning, shit. maybe going to the casino. Man, those golf stories. Getting were up and golfing in the morning after getting like three hours sleep, like that's what golfing, sets him apart no, for me as golfing as, as go thirty six holes. That's what I mean, right? Yeah, like yeah. he's that's what makes because if this guy like, like I don't know, man, you put him in today, like obviously it's hard to compare decades and shit, but yeah. like I just feel like See, if this guy like got normal sleep, yeah, of what he did on the court, and then it's like thirty percent of what he did off the court. Yeah. added to that because yeah. no great player like i doubt lebron is doing any of those things i doubt kobe did any of those things yeah not no man no you're right you know there's a lot of those because, players yeah. who take it more nonchalantly but he's the king of that and then just to be the well, best it's just crazy and technology and sports science have come so much further like lebron is like invested millions of dollars into his body like yeah. no wonder this guy's a freaking tank like this guy looks like a What's that transformer? Like the the he like this guy's just like built <laughs> to shit. Yeah, and then you like, see MJ. He just, he just lifted a bro. couple weights. You know, he's like, oh, I had to yeah. a couple pounds. He just yeah, but that's just how it was back person. in the day. Like yeah. like like it just wasn't a thing. Like man, Iverson has a legendary quote. Like he Iverson Allen Iverson never ever ever lifted weights, <laughs> and when he was asked about it, he said that shit's too heavy. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and what does he need weights for? Talk. Yeah, I mean, just, yeah. Look at yeah. Steph Curry too. You look at his body, and it's like, yeah. okay, this guy's a professional athlete. You know, like a lot of those players. Yeah. No disrespect, but it's just the like, yeah. like the way it is. You know, their bodies are just adjusted and formed. It's more focused on like on cardio and like other. But Le- if you're a guard, but LeBron is a, I don't know. Yeah, like LeBron is like a. One of those, like, oh, what's it called? Those sleep tanks, you know? Like, those hydro something tanks. <laughs> I know um, what you mean, where you're floating in the salt. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, I see I see what you mean. And, you know, it's you see in a lot of sports, too, like, with hockey, too. You, you, you guys are huge built, you know? They look like they could do, like, a CrossFit competition. And then you get guys who look like they haven't touched a weight but they still compete with those guys and at the highest level. So obviously it just boils down to natural talent and athleticism. LeBron has a hyperbaric chamber in his house. There, that, that's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. A, a place just opened by my house. Hopefully when the, quarant- <laughs> the quarantine's over. You can get a quick, go hyper- sit in one. quick yeah. chamber. Quick chamber. See if it does anything. Quick, quick chamber for the boys. <laughs> quick trench. <laughs> anyway, I think yeah, we let's... should move on to yeah, yeah documentaries that have been yeah. announced that are coming soon that I think have been announced uh, in light of the Last Dance releasing as well. So you you want to start off with a uh, blackballed? Yeah, so this is a one I, I'm. It's uh, based around the Clippers and Donald Sterling. Um, and it's it's a little touchy. Um, oh, so it's actually out. It dropped on May 18th. Um, it's a 12-part documentary. It's on Quibi. I hope I'm saying that right. No disrespect. Um, but it, or Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it, it just talks about um, how, like, Donald Sterling and how, like, this guy is just a racist piece of shit, man. Like, he just... <laughs> he, he, he nixed... Uh, 
Doc Rivers, I'll, I'll talk, give a little tip. Like Doc Rivers had a, a deal with JJ Redick to bring him on to the Clippers, and uh, Donald Sterling was going to cut the deal because of the fact that JJ is white, and he thought that that meant JJ was bad at basketball. But if you watch basketball, JJ is not bad at basketball. This guy's been oh, man, this guy's a pure shooter. This guy has the longest playoff status going, and so he's been around for years. Could, you know? Yeah, he has the longest playoffs. He's been in the playoffs every year of his career. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, so it's just it, it deals around that, and it talks about like it was um the the big three of uh, CP3 and Blake Griffin and uh, DeAndre uh, Jordan. De- yeah, DeAndre Jordan with JJ, and um, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good little, it's a good doc if you have time. Um, and then yeah, that was uh, a crazy team that never won. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they should have won, man. They really should have. They had it. They had it. CP3 has been so close so many times. The guy deserves a chip as much as I – I have a buddy who loves CP3, so I always rag on him for it. But um, I call him, like, CP CP broken. And... <laughs> it's what happens when you don't win championships. <laughs> you don't get to – Yeah, man. I respect no CP as a player, but – It yeah. sets you apart. It puts you in an elite company. But uh, then there's also a doc that was just announced the other day, Man in the Arena, Tom Brady. This was it's going to be uh, coming out in, I think, 2021, I saw. And uh, it's just going to be talking about Tom Brady and his journey and his GOAT status. Um, yeah, that'll be cool because was, yeah, no matter how great he is, there's so few players like him that came mm-hmm. up the way he did. And going from being such a low draft pick, you know, to ultimately – Probably one of the best football players ever. No, for real, for real. Like, or yeah, depending on who you talk to. I mean, it. Well, when you yeah, talk well, about the fact he has six rings, expertise. Yeah, and I, I, yeah. I'm no, I feel you. I feel you. I, I'm not either. I'm not yeah. either. Yeah, six rings, bro. I don't know. It does a lot of talking. Six rings. Exactly. And just to have a franchise that's just quality every single year, regardless of getting a championship or not. Exactly. Just continually, just exactly. boom, 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 boom. Uh, another one that it just come. Yeah, this one seems like it'll be kind of cool. It's CP3 and a team of guys um, and girls, I guess I should say. My <laughs> apologies. Uh, they're doing. They're t- uh, working on a doc called "The Day That Sports Stood Still," and it's dealing, talking about coronavirus and and just how this has affected so many leagues around the world, regardless of the sport. The only league that has never stopped playing is the Taiwan Baseball League. And that's because <laughs> Taiwan is actually, you know, actually, it's actually crazy. Taiwan has just continued to never do everything normal. They just have a lot more. They've used government, like, security on phones and shit. Yeah. To, like, make sure people don't leave. Yeah, they were. Ahead of it's a lot easier, a lot, a lot easier when, you're, when your country's a bit smaller, too. But regardless, um, yeah. pretty cool doc about CP3, BC, yeah, before I'm, Corona. I'm... I'm pumped for that. Honestly, the last dance kind of like, I mean, I've watched a decent amount in the past of sports talks, but now this is like motivating me to see even more. So I'm just hungry for, for that yeah, kind of then, history, Phil. Yeah. Man. <laughs> and then you see, you see LeBron and, and Brady one coming out too. Greatness code. It's, yeah. Greatness code. It's actually unreal. It's, it's a couple goats, a couple goats, LeBron and, LeBron and Brady. And it's a big, different part series, like multiple part series, I should say, with uh, Alex Morgan, Usain Bolt, Katie Ledecky, and Kelly Slater. 
um, to name name drop a couple people. Not too familiar um, with the last two names, but obviously, Katie Ledecky is a U.S. Olympic a okay. swimmer, I think. Um, I'm not sure about uh, Alex Morgan though. is the uh, the soccer player, soccer, the U.S. Right? women's. Obviously, he's yeah, saying Bolt. I don't think anyone knows who he is. is. Yeah, if you don't know who Saint Bolt is, <laughs> oh jeez, you got uh, you might be living under a rock. If you don't know who who Saint Bolt is, you're probably not listening to this podcast. You probably don't know the internet. <laughs> yeah, you're probably uh, just Kelly. Yesterday. Oh, Kelly Slater is a guy. My apologies. Robert <laughs> Kelly Slater. <laughs> He's an American surfer, author, okay. actor, model, and businessman, and innovator. He has 11 That's World Surfing Championships. Little name drop for you. Little yeah. little boost for Kelly Slater. No, no, we're team no free ads here. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll talk about the Kelly Slater. Um, okay, that was a great list. Moving on, uh, we got a list of documentaries that you guys should watch if you haven't already. Um, and so some of these, if you haven't seen them already, like, yeah, you, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're not judging you, but like, you can't really call yourself a sports fan if you haven't seen some of these. Like, like if you haven't seen 42 or a snippet or know what, yeah, like, if you, can, you can't consider yourself a baseball fan, yeah, 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 yeah but you, yeah. If you, you can't consider yourself a baseball fan. Go no, I totally understand that pivotal point but, in baseball uh, history. Yeah. If, then, yeah, if you're a you, Toronto basketball fan, you have to watch Carter Effect. Yeah. You have to. It's on Netflix. Came it dropped in 2017. I don't know why the high. I, I do you remember it dropping? Not really, but I I I think it was because a, you know, a lot of people always just thought, okay, Vince Carter, this is his last year. And then he just says, no, I'm back again kind of thing. So no one really expected him to play out until 2019, 2020. But that could have been why. I didn't, yeah. And it, yeah, because I feel like I'm surprised. Because I feel like if this was to drop now, it would be a lot more promoted or some shit. I would, yeah. I would assume. Like, I don't remember it dropping. But I do remember finding it on Netflix like a year ago. Watching yeah. It, but it dropped in 2017. But yeah, if you haven't seen that, check it out. I think it's like an hour long. Pretty cool, pretty sick, sick dog to be honest. Especially if you're a Toronto fan, oh, yeah. a Toronto basketball. And then uh, going off on the more Toronto focused, there is as well the like the Maple Leafs have the blueprint. It just kind of takes a dive into the the culture and the change room and you know the team and what they Toronto. have to face during the year. Yeah, and then another one really sweet. Um, I don't know if you guys remember. So back in 2010, there was the Winter Classic, obviously with. Uh, Washington and Pittsburgh and that was uh, you know a pivotal time for Washington and Pittsburgh in hockey because they had a huge rivalry um, obviously with Sidney Crosby and, and Ovechkin so HBO did the 24-7 Winter Classic Series and that was sweet it was just following Pittsburgh and Washington um, in the season up until the day they played in the Winter Classic and for me, as a little kid watching that, being such a huge hockey fan, like I was 13 at the time, it was it was crazy, you know. I was growing up with all that in the room and, and seeing that from my coaches, but then you just see that transpire to the NHL and you see how the coaches act. It's just so raw. And, yeah, and you know, it's yeah. like at the end of the day, these guys are getting millions and, you know, this is a crazy sport. But 
you know, at the end of the day, you can relate so much just being a hockey player and seeing all the little things in the dressing room. So I love that series. That was a great, that was a great one. I don't know if you watched it or I, yeah, like I, I don't really remember all that much off the top of my head, but I definitely would have watched because I, I used to be like, a huge hockey, like yeah. strictly hockey when I was growing up. Yeah. I was strictly hockey baseball, I should say. And then I, I think really that, watched uh, basketball until I was in like, Yeah, and that also six, sparked... Grade, actually, grade seven, maybe. That also sparked... Um, Who knows? More like the oil change came that following the Oilers and whatnot, sort of like that, the Leafs That's blueprint. a sick name, man. Yeah. Oil change. That would have been sweet to have because I, I think they stopped it, but having it when McDavid came in and... Yeah, would have been sweet. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't revive it, to be honest. Because I like the only lasting shame on that market. Nugent Hopkins with McDavid now from that era of (laughs) when they had all those draft picks. Yeah, whatever happened to uh, uh, Yakupov? Neil Yakupov? Yeah. Oh my god, that's a name. We were just talking about him the other day, actually. I think he went to the KHL. I don't know what it, it up is. There I'm just stink it up. Quick. But he, in, like, in terms of the NHL, he did get another stint with St. Louis, but I don't think that that went very well. Damn. First overall. Yeah, he was so good in junior. That's, that's why I'm a Sarnia thing. Yeah, he plays in uh, St. Petersburg in the case. He still so. plays. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn, I guess it was, he was in the 2012 and, uh, entry draft. First overall. Yo, that's that's tough because they lost out on a couple name drops. Morgan Riley was selected fifth overall by the yeah. Leafs. Um, yo, they got a nice pick there because ahead of them, that was it went Ryan Murphy on the Jackets, Galchenyuk on the Canadians, and then yeah. Griffin Reinhardt to the Isles, and then the Leafs somehow got Riley there. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, that was Yo, crazy. Remember... was in that draft. Yeah, that was, was Kitchener. Uh, my um, when I Calgary I billeted, I billeted the ring like for, for the Rangers at the time, and they also my family was at the draft too because our our guy went in the fourth round to Pittsburgh that year. So my brother got to Name see Yakupov shit. He got to go to Pittsburgh. Yeah, it was Mattia Marconi, but he doesn't. He's done hockey nowadays. But if you want to follow yeah. him. He makes sick clothing nowadays. So deception clothing, shout out. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, that's just a little story on that. That was a cool draft because I just remember the hype around Yakupov and Galchenyuk and they played together and got so many points. So oh, yeah, starting to sting. Oh, yeah. wow. Damn. And then you saw them both go to the NHL. One and three. Galchenyuk's Holy still shit. there, but it's, you know, it's not like they. I, don't, I feel they like did, like, not did he ever live up to the hype? No. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy how some it just doesn't work out sometimes, you know. Like, you can have like, and then you'll go and like, in uh, like later rounds, and it just you'll get you some some team somehow hit gold in like rounds two, three, four, five, everything after that. Like, yeah, it all depends on on the development and how the player goes after, because anything can happen in those years. You know, any team can pick you, but that doesn't mean you're you're set. You know. Yeah. But yeah, anyway. That's true. Because like, even I'm looking at the third round. Yeah, yeah, we should move on. But um, Freddie Anderson and and uh, the owners Corpusalo and um, 
Shane got the spear. They all went like in the second and third rounds and stuff. Yeah, so there was with a couple goalies of big... like Freddie. Yeah, I guess goalies more... are tough. Yeah, yeah. You know, we haven't really seen too many first. Like Flurry was the first overall pick. Luongo, we don't see that too often anymore. Goalies yeah, that's nuts. High. Actually, to think he was a first overall pick. Like he must have been like a like a clear, you know. Connor yeah. Huddlebuck was in that draft too, but he went late. You, yeah, well, you hunt for goalies. dynasty goalies, right? But now teams yeah. have so many goalies in their franchise. I feel like it, goalies are so hard to yeah, like. Remember uh, Justin Pokey, man? <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like goalies are so hard to tell if they're gonna work out or not. You know, like just um, I I I had a I mean, Justin Pokey autograph shirt. Leafs lost to Aris or whatever the the guy yeah, who, <laughs> the Zamboni driver for the Marlies. So I mean goalies can come um, anywhere. Yeah, let's 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 talk a little couple docs you think would be dope. Yeah. Oh, um, quickly, another doc you should watch. Iverson, the rewind. If you haven't seen that, that's a yeah, dope, just dope doc. Going back to basketball. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dope. Um but yo, obviously 92, 93 World Series. Whew. That'd be a cool doc. Joe Carter, Touch Mall Joe. That'd, yeah. be, that'd be a cool documentary series. They could do um, follow episodes on that. Kobe Bryant, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and, and what's late, happened. Late grade Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Sadly. So just on Sadly. his whole life, his exactly. accolades, everything. I would want to see all of that. And I think everyone would too. And I think that's going to be coming soon. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Also on those lines, obviously a LeBron one. Uh, they'll yeah. probably wait till he's done his career. Yeah, yeah. Until so he has like one about because he'll want to say how many rings he ends up with. And yeah, all that. And LeBron's gonna be one of those people who you you know do so much after their career as well. Oh yeah, this guy won't go away. Cause look at yeah. Dwayne Wade. Like this guy, Dwayne Wade won't shut up. Man. This exactly. Guy just constantly just just retire, bro. Just exactly. They're, they're <laughs> just retire, athletes, man. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, um, right. they are more than that. moving on An- another sick one we thought tiger woods yeah without without the without the scandal maybe yeah and you out. know after everything maybe when he's done his career as well and you know yeah we can look back yeah. and just look at the great things he's just, done just the he's i feel like people don't like especially younger people don't realize how good this guy was like yeah and then I just feel like through the recent news just not recent but like yeah just destroyed his rep and then bit. how he won the masters last year just crazy yeah, yeah. that was such a good story that was and that good, I, like, I, I think it's upcoming this weekend the um the tiger woods phil mickelson tom brady and uh yes yeah Peyton manning couple couple goats battling out on the golf course. yeah that'll be great couple goats i think another cool one would be uh i mean it, are we talking nba still like with, yeah oh, i guess we moved on to tiger but like obviously the Warriors, their rise in the dynasty. Yeah. Um, you could like, I don't know. There's so many. Like, personally, we are talking as Toronto fans. We think a Raps documentary with the rise to the to the chip would be kind of cool and like talk about like like hit hit multiple points in the yeah, rise. Yeah, like, that... like mm-hmm. no, you go, bro. You go, you go. No, I was thinking just more like kind of like last dance setting, you know. And like related yeah. to that, how like Toronto yeah. was able to get you know Kawhi for one year and form this team, but then on the flip side, Toronto is not just that one team that did great one year because, you know, they proved every hater wrong or doubter, and they're yeah. still an amazing team. But yeah, I I I know what you mean. It's it'd be so sweet to see that, especially for Toronto fans like us and, and Toronto 
or Ontario natives, I guess. Yeah. Um, going on to some more teams. Uh, we were saying Olympic teams as well would be sweet. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, particularly, we were thinking back to 2010 when Crosby scored the game-winning goal, the golden goal for Canada. Having a team around that, you know, teams around or films or docu series around teams that were just kind of thrown together or you know just like a one-time thing that and you know the the greatness they were able to accomplish and how they were able to accomplish that and then yeah, uh yeah. that transitions perfectly i think too to like if they were to do ncaa things as well and yeah you know, like some yo underdog stories would be yeah. like really cool man really really dope to see really sweet because those are always last dances you know and yeah ncaa yeah. teams are always new they always have players coming in and out. So, you know, every year, you know, fighting for those cups and, you know, Man, March Madness. I'm, I'm and that still salty up. we it's missed so March different. Madness. I year. know. And it all happened, like, then, too. Like, I always – I love March Madness, man. I love yeah. everything about it. Like, the betting, the, the games constantly, just all day, every day, like – I wish I wish there would have been a way to keep have it without fans because that would have that would have been really cool. Yeah, I know, man. I know it's just gonna be so different when sports come back and, and fans are gonna be not there. It's such it's yeah, just did, a whole. Did different you see that place in in I forget what country some some team got in shit because they put sex dolls in the fans. <laughs> in the did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> How jokes, man! Like, like why, like. Why do you just put like cardboard cutouts? Like I don't know. Like yeah, some, how, how some, like, like TV shows do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. I don't know. It's just it's it's hilarious that they went to that extent. And then how to apologize for it? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Anyway, uh, just wrapping up. Two more that we think would be dope. Um, just referring to hockey, Chicago Blackhawks and their ability to win three cups within a six-year span. Uh, they had a dynasty going. Uh, L.A. also had a dynasty going, the Kings. And then going back to the Edmonton Oilers in the 80s. I mean, you could argue as well, Detroit in the 90s, Pittsburgh. There's so many teams, but yeah, this, no, this should just Detroit, be transpired. Detroit's a good argument, man. That's yeah. Detroit team because they, they were so good for so many years. The thing is, you can do docu-series and then, you know, compare it to Last Dance. You know, you build it around you know, a certain and, and obviously all this shit star. we're saying, like, like obviously you would need this footage. You can't just decide, like, hey, exactly. I want to make a exactly. I want to make a to, documentary. Like, the, like a lot of these teams like, don't have shit. But this is just shit we think would be dope. Like, just yeah. be cool. Like, as sports fans in general, we just think that these because we're seeing a lot of them come out. So we like, I mean, I've seen rumors that there is Kobe footage out there that they've been filming. Like in the last season of Kobe's career, they were following with cameras and shit. So. Yeah. I don't know. Like you never know when, when they're filming and 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 when they're not, especially especially earlier. Like I mean, years ago, because there was also another doc that just dropped. Um, I I went to say mention this. The it was about Boston Bruins and and uh, Bobby Orr. Yeah, it was like a one hour episode, one hour special on oh shit. I think it's just CBC or some shit, but. And my my said that's a huge Bruins fan. He had never seen it. So I mean, like that was so it's crazy to think that they've been sitting on this footage for that many years. So if, yeah. if someone if they're sitting on that footage, there there could definitely be 
these dogs out there already oh, yeah. that people are sitting probably on. for teams we've never even imagined would have them for, yeah you know? yeah but anyway i think that was a good discussion there the last dance kind of brought us to a bunch of new places but yeah that was a longer one that was a long, <laughs> yeah yeah myra paul if you stuck with us to the end we respect the shit out of you yeah um you respect the shit out just of wrapping you. up remember uh follow our socials subscribe to us on uh apple pods toss a review please give us five star rating why not five star five star five star <laughs> and remember megaphone society on all our socials besides twitter it's just megaphone no, no. without the o no o. no o. twitter is a biatch and uh yeah hope you guys all have a great weekend um if you guys are in Ontario listening, enjoy the warm weather we're getting. Yeah. Um, summer's coming. And just remember to live amplified. That's Everyone all I gotta stay say. Safe. Everyone stay safe out there. RIP Jerry Sloan once again. RIP. Yeah, you hit it. Hey, follow us on socials. We'll follow you back. Tony, you hit it on the head. We'll talk to you guys next week. Until then, peace out. Uh-huh.